Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Couples Conversation Podcast. My name is JT. My name is Madison. And this podcast is exactly what it's titled. It is a couple having a conversation. We talk about life, we play games, and we love to make each other laugh, giving you a reason to laugh too. Exactly. We record every Sunday and publish our episodes every Monday, so you can find us on every major streaming platform that you find podcasts. Apple, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you can find us. We hope that you enjoy these episodes. If you want to have a say in our episodes, you can send us a question by hitting us up on Twitter at ccpodcast underscore 22. We love to see you there. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the most positive pop culture podcast in the multiverse, Metalcore Nerds, where each week I have a guest from the podcasting or music community, and we talk about the latest and greatest in entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Mott, and today we're talking about robots that are animals, animals doing drugs, and a whole lot of Guardians of the Galaxy talk. My co-host this week, returning to the show, one of the most incredible humans I've ever met, Lance from Comic Book Keepers. Oh, thanks, buddy. That's quite the intro. Happy to have you back on the show. New format. You've never done it. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I've listened to all the episodes with the new format, so I'm familiar. Yeah, so if people don't know, Lance, please, if they don't remember you from last episodes or if it's a new listener just checking out the show, tell them a little bit about Comic Book Keepers. Yeah, so me and my buddy Chris, we uh, started this Comic Book Keepers podcast where we like to do a deep dive into a comic book character or a team or a series, break down the creators, go into how the character came to be, and get into some fun segments where we do reading suggestions, do a little bit of a what if, uh, like a twist on their origin or who they should go up against or fight, or if they were to go to a different universe, who would they go up against, things like that. And then we mix up the format every once in a while. We do uh, One of my favorite things is to do Crisis on Infinite crossovers, where we pick an inter-publisher crossover that happened like Marvel and DC or Image and whoever else doing stuff, right? Uh, that's a fun one and then also some creator interviews and recently had on daniel warren johnson on the podcast and uh it it was it's literally like my dream guest to have on the show so uh (laughs) if you haven't listened to our podcast before maybe start with that one it's a really really awesome podcast there's a lot of people i've met through this podcast or through the facebook group via the podcast that have talked about, oh, I don't know where to start with comics. I don't know anything about the comics. I just watched the movies, but I'd love to learn more. And Lance's podcast is literally the perfect podcast for that. It's even great for me for characters I don't know that well, because they usually pair 
especially now they pair characters with what movies are relevant and coming out. So like they just did a Namor episode right before uh, Wakanda Forever and things like that. They they pair it very well with that. And it's because uh, I, I knew the broad strokes of Namor. I didn't know into detail, but listening to that made me even more stoked for the movie than I already was. But if, if you're in, if you that's the kind of stuff you're looking for, perfect podcast list to. And the creator interviews are awesome. Hearing uh, you, you and, and Daniel Warren Johnson like nerd out with each other was <laughs> a delight. <laughs> I, I might have gone a little over. I was very excited for that interview and it shows in the episode, but I don't care. It was so much fun. Makes for better interviews, I think, at least. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking this out, whether you're finding this on Adobe Radio or if you've just stumbled upon this on your podcast feed. Best thing you can do, subscribe to the podcast and hit us with that five-star rating. It helps us grow in the algorithm. But this is how Metalcore Nerds breaks down. Each week, we talk about the latest and greatest nerd news. Then we go into our now watching section where we recommend to you, the audience, what you should be watching in theaters and or streaming. And then we get to our main topic, which is going to be a whole lot of Guardians of the Galaxy talk. We're going to be talking about the holiday special. We're going to be talking about the volume three trailer that just dropped. And then we're going to be talking about what might be the Guardians post that movie. But first things first, Metal Coroner's Song of the Week. Song of the Week this week, it got submitted on the website. If you did not know, if you're in a band, there is now a contact form. You can go on metalcoroners.com, submit your music right there. The song took me very by surprise, especially with the title. This is from Image Intense, is their latest single, Ryan Gosling. I used to look at the sky, hoping to find my place in the stars. Where did I go so wrong? Where did I go wrong? Now all I do is stress about the Used to look at the 
Again, that was Image Intent with their latest single, Ryan Gosling. Speaking of new music, if you're in the Christmas spirit, but you want to hear some new Christmas-like songs, there's I Surrender Slays. It's out now, and it's a bunch of pop-punk or alternative-ish artists doing their own Christmas songs. It features Lencio, We Are the Union. These are like super 2000s pop-punk names, if, if these are ringing a bell to you. I know Mash will probably be freaking out about this. And it also uh, has an acoustic song with Vinnie Caruana, who is the singer of the movie Left and I'm the Avalanche. Really awesome song. So please go check that out. Your Spirit Dies, an awesome metalcore band just dropped a new EP. And if you want more music recommendations from me, make sure you check out the Metalcore Nerds Pullist Spotify playlist, where I put all my favorite current songs on there, including every song of the week. You can check out our New Music Friday segment. It's on Instagram. It's on TikTok. It's on YouTube, where I recommend five bands you should be listening to right now. But Lance... We got a lot of nerd news talked about. So let's much. get into it. <laughs> so, so much nerd news. First things first. It's we're going to talk a little James Gunn, but on the other side of the coin. So James Gunn, if you know, if you follow him on social media, he's very active. He usually answers a lot of fan questions. He has been a lot lately since he took over as the co-CEO of DC Studios for the new DCU. So some people were asking him, like, hey, what can we expect from this DCU? Is everything going to connect? Pretty much confirmed that. The DCU will connect through TV shows like we saw with Peacemaker, the movies, obviously, that we've been seeing from the past number of years through animation, which is very new and through video games. So the only thing that's really similar to this is Star Wars, I would say, who has animation. They have movies, they have TV shows, they have video games, all considered can. This is really exciting. But he did preface this with, yes, there is still going to be side stories like the Joker, like the Batman, like right. other video games that obviously are not going to connect. Like there's a Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, which has been in development way before this whole DCU thing with James Gunn was obviously planned. That's not going to be connected. And especially with the animation stuff, it's always kind of just been, for the most part, comic adaptations. But now we might see more that are connected to the DCU. So Lance, first off, are you excited about James Gunn taking the helm of D the DCU? And what does this news do for you? I'll take uh, James Gunn uh, taking lead of anything and everything all the time. 
yeah. he because he took a group of characters I knew nothing about. Spoilers: I didn't know much about Guardians of the Galaxy before the first movie. Many people did, <laughs> and they turned them into one of my favorite group of characters, and also one of my favorite films in the MCU. Yeah, it it ranks very high for me. It hits on those emotional tones that I love to see in media, and I'm just so excited to see what he can do with world building when he has the reins to do right. really whatever he wants. Because as someone that's been watching what's going on with DC over the last few years, it's felt so disjointed and a lot of let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. But now there seems to be a more systematic approach of, okay, we're building this and it's going to tie into this side story and it's going to go into this video game and we're going to get the show to build up this other story. And that is just really exciting as someone that likes to consume content. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Right? I think he has such a unique way of telling stories and having him be able to take some of the longest oldest characters in comics period and being able to world build is phenomenally exciting. And I I think we're going to see a lot of things we have not yet seen from a comic book film. Yeah. Cause even if you think about the guardians movies, they're pretty non-conventional like comic book movies. Cause there's a lot of movies now. And I think that's kind of been one of the issues with like comic book movies or comic book content in general is that we've gotten so much of it. Almost everything is held to a higher standard because there's been some movies that are, you know, incredible, whether it be the dark Knight, Logan or Endgame or infinity war or Spider-Man no way home or whatever, you know, there's like a, a, a bigger ceiling you need to hit. And both Guardians movies are, you know, they have like end battles, but they're not like formulaic end battles for comic book movies. Like even Peacemaker or the Suicide Squad, they have, you know, very much elements of other comic book movies, but they're done in such a different way. And I just can't wait to see what his mind does, you know, in the background, planning out this map of everything with with a very successful producer and Peter Saffron and everything. It's going to be very interesting. And I'm I'm very stoked to see. Yeah what happens with it you know it's it's exciting yeah and the fact that the last two of my favorite things that dc has done has been the suicide squad and peacemaker like i should not care about peacemaker no (laughs) there when they announced there was going to be a show about peacemaker after the suicide squad i was like i enjoyed john cena's character but why do we need a series about this exactly and then the series was the one of the best comic book live action shows we've ever gotten. I know it it made me believe John Cena was a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Like he swung for the fence and crushed it. I could not agree more, especially after the suicide squad. Cause I was like, I hate this motherfucker. Right. They like James Gunn did a great job and John Cena making you hate that character within the movie. And then you're like, he's really going to get a series. But of course you're like, People like us were like, we're going to watch it right. no matter what. It doesn't matter. We're going to watch it. And just being so pleasantly surprised of how good it was is just unreal. And it's like Loved it, it. in both settings of DC and Marvel, he's taking these unknown, obscure ass characters and made them so popular 
It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, that's a feat in itself. And I think even the video games too, like if people are worried, oh my God, I need to play a video game to understand what's going on. I think it'll be much like I brought up Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You do not need to know what happens in Jedi Fallen Order. It doesn't really affect anything. Right. Is it cool additions to the mythos of Star Wars? Yes, it's really fucking cool. And you right. see a time period that's not super explored yet at this point, only very small increments. So I think it'll be more like that. It'll add more layers two things not uh this is required to know what's going on kind of thing so if people are worried about that i i wouldn't be because not everyone's gonna play a video game that's just it is what it is and if they if they use elements from it i think it'll be more of like a added thing for people to play the game but not something that's going to deter you from enjoying it at all yeah and worst case scenario go on youtube and watch the cutscenes, which a lot of people do because yeah. they're fucking movies. <laughs> like, they, they really are. Mm-hmm. That's like, I've even heard people talking about, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I know I'm not going to play the new God of War. So I just watched all of the story on YouTube and I'm like, fair. I understand it. Cause it's great storytelling. Why not? If you're not, if you know, you're not going to play it, why not watch it? Yeah. I'm you know? always two gen consoles behind. So <laughs> it's, it, it, I just, I just get consoles that my friends don't want anymore. And oh, then I play fair. that catalog. I don't buy the new one. That's fair. I mean, I never thought I'd have a PS5, and Sam surprised me with one two years ago. So that's the only awesome. reason I have one. I never thought I would have one because I was the same exact way. It was always like hand-me-downs or I think I got an Xbox whatever one or whatever the one was before the new one. I yeah. got it from trading design work like years ago. And that was the oh, first sweet. console I had since like a PS2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Yep. I, I understand where you're coming from, too. All right. So lots of trailers to talk about. First trailer, Cocaine Bear. Now, <laughs> it is what it sounds like. OK, a bunch of cocaine gets dropped out of a plane. A bear eats it and it goes on a murderous rampage. And it is based on true events. But the bear in real life died. It didn't go on a murderous rampage, but it did eat cocaine. So um, what has me excited for this, this is directed by Elizabeth Banks. And she came out and said that this movie was inspired by Sam Raimi, which makes yeah. me even more excited for this movie. It looks absolutely ridiculous. It has uh, Ray Liotta. May he rest in peace. I think this is his last thing yeah. he did. That's well, at least last thing that's coming out. Yeah, I was very surprised to see him in the trailer. Yeah, nuts. Uh, There's another thing I watched him in recently, so it was even weirder, like watching him in that and then seeing him in this. Two very different properties, <laughs> completely. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to go out on a project, <laughs> Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Bear might be the one to go out on. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then it also has Alden uh, Ehrenreich, who played Solo in the Han Solo in the Solo movie, and uh, Carrie Russell is also in it as well. The movie hits February 24th. Lance, you saw this trailer. What did you I think did. about it? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have so much fun in the theater with yeah. this film. It it just looks like a fun time. Like, you have a bear that consumes drugs and goes on a <laughs> rampage. Yes, please. There's somebody that doesn't think bears can climb in the trailer. And yeah. there's just this comedic moment. There's It's going to be a dark comedy. Yeah. And it's going to have action. Buy some popcorn. Turn your brain off and have a good time for however long this movie runs. That's exactly what I want from this. And I think that's what we're getting to. I'm I'm so excited for this trailer gave me the feeling that I hoped the mean one would give me. But the mean one gave me more Thanksgiving vibes, which if you've listened to this podcast, I have gone on record to say that is the the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. Mm. So 
if you can kind of put two and two together. I'm not as stoked for that movie as I hoped I would be. Uh, maybe I'll see it when I'm, I'm not definitely not seeing that one in theaters. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not spending money <laughs> to see that one, but making blood and honey look even better. It honestly did. <laughs> that's, that's saying a lot. <laughs> yep. that's, that's saying a lot. But awesome. Cocaine Bear, if you haven't watched this trailer, for the love of God, go watch it. It's, it's fucking great. Another trailer, very different vibes, but the Super Mario Brothers trailer hit. This is the second trailer that we got. And honestly, this trailer had me smiling ear to ear the entire time. The amount of love that seems to be going into this movie is incredible. I'm not going to say I am like, a Mario and aficionado, but I played a lot of Mario in my day. Even recently when I got a Nintendo switch, like you can get any of the Mario mm-hmm. games. I played through Mario uh, galaxy. I think one of the, oh, no Mario sunshine. I might've played through both actually, but I played through those in full and Mario games are, you know, they're kind of a staple in anyone's life. I, th- I would think at, at this point, but seeing donkey Kong, seeing a pack of Yoshi's running, seeing the fire flower powers, the raccoon suit, and then the fucking Mario Kart ending on the rainbow bridge. Yeah. Like, how can you not be stoked about this movie? I don't understand like why so many people are like, it looks whatever. And I'm like, dude, this movie's gonna make so much fucking money regardless yeah. of you being whatever about it. But damn, visually, this film looks fantastic. They, they have put so much detail into this movie. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere wear with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus there's elements from so many different games in that trailer alone and i'm excited to see all the things that they haven't shown us yet show right. up in this movie because we're not getting any close like we have no idea what we're going to see in this film but we have we understand now that it's not just this storyline where it's go to this world, save the person kind of thing. It's we're getting these elements of Super Smash. We're getting Mario Kart. We're ge- we're getting Super Mario World. There's there's so many things happening. But as soon as like he landed on the Rainbow Bridge and started driving, and then you see all of the different carts going forward, I was like, this is going to be just a like a joy to witness yeah. on screen. Honestly, my only gripe with the first trailer was I wasn't a fan of Chris Pratt's voice for Mario. I didn't think it fit, but what I heard in this trailer honestly sounded better. Yeah. And I'm fine with people criticizing Chris Pratt. The thing that bothers me is that I see people going, he just sounds like Chris Pratt, but then praises like Anya Taylor joy or yeah. Charlie day. And I'm like, They just sound like themselves. And Mm -hmm. I have no problem with it. They sound awesome. They sound great. 
Mm-hmm. And th- that's the thing too. And there's another thing too with trailers that people don't think about in the moment, but they probably won't even realize it by the time they watch the movie is you are focusing on these brief moments in time that are happening now. And in the movie, it's going to play a lot different because you're seeing these things out of context. And most dialogue stuff is pieced together, spliced together and everything like that to cut a trailer. It's not even actually how the dialogue comes out. We've seen it a million times, especially in Marvel movies. You know, it's not exactly what we get or they record, especially with this stuff, it's all voice acting. You know, they could have recorded a million takes and used a different take for the trailer and stuff like that. I have no problem with Chris Brad's voice. It's just, if you're going to, I think people went in it being like, people don't like Chris Pratt for whatever reason. James Gunn went in this whole thing of like, the reasons you hate Chris Pratt are things that are made up. Right. If you like really go into it, it's kind of Mm -hmm. all just the internet blew shit up. That's not true. And no one really looked into it. They're just like, wow, that dude seems like he sucks. You know, which is, if you don't like him, whatever, I don't care. It's just, I think people went into this being like, I don't like Chris Pratt. I don't like that he's cast in this, even though he's in one of the best animated movies in recent years, the Lego movie as Mm -hmm. the star, whatever. If you don't like it, it's just judge it fairly. That's all I ask. Right. (laughs) If you're going to judge something, judge it fairly. That's all I want. That's all Uh I want. Yeah, that was it. The first trailer, it, it just didn't fit. And you're right. It sounds like it was a take that will not be used in the movie. Right. Because what we heard of him in the second trailer far more fit the character of Mario, even his like, woohoo, like yeah, that was good, like on, on the rainbow bridge that sounded good. Yeah. So I, I am very hopeful for this film. I think it, again, it's just going to be one of those movies that you just get a giant bucket of popcorn, whatever candy you want from concessions and just watch this like your childhood basically come to life on screen and done visually so well. Dude. So good. Even the nods to the game of like the original game, you know, playing through and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like it's going to be great. I, yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for this. This one's coming to us April 7th. So last, last trailer we're going to talk about transformers rise of the beast. I'm going to be honest. I do not know much about transformers other than the movies. That's really all I got. I like the first couple, but th- Everything after that, I have not seen Bumblebee, so I'm not judging on Bumblebee. I've heard it's great. I love a lot of people who we have same views on and everything like that. Just haven't watched it yet. So I'm not deep in the Transformers lore. I know a lot of people love Beast Wars and things like that. And a lot of people seem pretty stoked on this that love Beast Wars. I saw a lot of people or a few people on the other side as well. But I've been pretty out of this franchise. The last movie, like the last night or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Sam loves Optimus Prime Bumblebee, like loves them. I fell asleep in the theater to that movie. That's how boring it was to me. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to fall asleep in the theater. And uh, I was out. <laughs> Don't not, not a big fan of those movies past like the second one, I think probably. And I haven't rewatched those probably in, in years. My obviously, you know, you, your taste changes, things like that as you, as you grow older. So I don't even know how I'd feel about them now, but I have very fond memories of, of the, the first two, but I watched this trailer and I was stoked about it. Like right. it made me stoked for this movie, honestly. And I think it's mostly that ending shot of like that massive battle. Cause this to me, which pretty much every movie we said this, it seems like a turn your brain off, very popcorn flick, but that's fine. Those movies have a place. And I love seeing movies like that. But this what this movie reminds me of is Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Where it's very the battle is the focus. Mm-hmm. And everything else is just kind of there which I think is perfect for a Transformers movie, <laughs> to be yep. honest. You know, because I don't really care about the people shit. 
Let's no. be honest. <laughs> no. They need to learn, just take out the human element of Transformers movies. We don't care about the people in Transformers. What we do care about are the Transformers. That's what we want. Like, the beginning of Bumblebee has a shot that's all only Transformers, and it's the best part of the movie. It's so cool. But I, I do actually really like Bumblebee. I think you'll like it, too. That's what I've heard. That's what yeah. I've heard. But this trailer was so much fun. I I was one of those kids that really enjoyed Beast Wars uh, growing up. I tried to rewatch the show recently. Never going to try to do that again. I'm just going off of the feelings I had growing up. The ideas, all the hours I spent playing with the Beast Wars toys. Because I my favorite one was this that Cheetah uh, uh, Transformer. And he's in the trailer. Yeah. So he's like running on the planes. And then he transforms. It looks amazing. His tail turns into a gun. How can you not be excited about this movie? Giant ape Optimus Primal. Let's go. Like So sick. So awesome. Yeah, I saw the side by side comparisons of like the movie versus the animated, and I'm like, I am never watching that animated version. Don't do, don't go back. <laughs> don't try. If you didn't watch it as a kid, it holds yeah. no value now. It, I watched it as a kid, and now it holds no value. It is a happy memory in my mind that I will never ever revisit. But seeing this version of them is very exciting because there might be a new thing that I can watch with them in it that won't make me want to rip my eyeballs out. Very fair. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool to see, because I think this was one of the most, at least recently, this was one of the most commented posts in our Facebook post was this post, which was pretty shocking to me, mm. but so many people and a, and a majority were pretty stoked on it. Some people weren't, which I mean, that's with anything, you know, you're going to see both sides. Not everyone is the same. But it seems like a lot of people were stoked on it. And I'm just like, I just want to see robots fight. Yep. That's all I care about. <laughs> you know? Yep. Robots go bang, bang, boom, boom. Yeah. I said that in one of our podcast group chats. I was like, <laughs> here's my review of the trailer. <laughs> robots fight me cheer. Yay. That's it's done. They got me. <laughs> they got me with that. But awesome. Lance, let's get into our now watching section. So what have you been yeah. watching? Yeah. Ba-da-ba-dum. Yeah. Wednesday. I have been having a blast with this show. Uh, Jenna, is it Jenna Ortega? Is that her name? Mm -hmm. She's, she's like a, she's a new scream queen. She's killing it. She was in X and studio six, six, six and three other things. Yeah. She's in the beginning of studio six, six, six. And, and then in scream, like Mm -hmm. she is killing it lately. And this series just builds her up even more. Because she gets to have so much fun with this character and going against other fantastic actors like Gwendolyn Christie is is so good in the show. And I think I I saw something that just made me really happy uh, that she came out and said that Wednesday is the first time that Gwendolyn Christie has felt beautiful in in a project. Because wow. she's always shown as the warrior or she's shown as a person that you don't see her face because she's underneath a helmet uh, in Star Wars. And you, oh gosh, I'm still mad at how horrible <laughs> they did her character dirty in that series, Little in those bit, movies. Yeah. But it's stuff like that where she's just like, I felt beautiful in this. I'm like, well, that's absolutely heartwarming. But the yeah. writing is very well done. I'm not done with the, se- the season yet. Uh, I think I'm on episode four. Okay. But it, it's just a well-written 
beautifully filmed show that has taken the lore of Adam's family and just built on it. And I was just so impressed. Yeah. The, the nods they have to like old school Adam's family are so small, but they're done so well. Like Sam and I would look at each other and be like, Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. That's, that's the way they did. That was really nice. I think you've probably seen both of them at this point. There's two like very mm-hmm. subtle, not subtle, but they're like, you know, if you know, you know, kind of right. kind of nods. I We finished it last night and it's been cool because it's one of the first series that Sam and I, and I have watched together recently. Retail life is is hard <laughs> with yeah. time and mm-hmm. it's been hard for her to like want to pay attention to a series rather than go to the movies. You know, it's obviously a lot easier. So uh, it was it was cool to watch it with her, but we finished it last night. There's a lot of twists and turns in this back half that I'm uh, looking forward for you to, to check out. But sweet, they set it up perfectly for a season two, and it just came out that it's the the most watched in its first weekend in, yeah. in English language show. But it beats Stranger Things, which is crazy. Yeah, that's wild to me. It's definitely getting a season two. If it doesn't, I will be so shocked. I couldn't re- recommend Wednesday enough. It seems like everyone's watching it, so mm. I, it's kind of an obvious recommendation. But still, it's it's so good. It's so cool to see Jenny Ortega in the full lead of this because that's something we really haven't seen. But other than Wednesday, have you been watching anything else? I finished uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Ooh, I have not started that, but I've heard very good things. I was impressed in the first half of the episodes, and it kind of tailed off mm. for me near the end. I wasn't as into the, the later episodes, okay. but episode three, oof, so good. It's the, the autopsy episode. Mm, it's okay. really, really good. So other than Wednesday, I did finish another series this week. I finished Blackbird. That's on Apple TV+. Plus. Stars Taryn Edgerton and Paul Walter Hauser. It is so fucking good. The premise basically is Taryn Edgerton plays a massive like coke dealer in the 90s. He gets caught by the FBI, gets sent to jail. But then the FBI approaches him to get moved to a different facility and try and get information out of another inmate, which ends up being Paul Walter Hauser. And in if they he succeeds in this, they will let him free, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's based on true story story's crazy is nuts and it kind of plays with like is this guy really guilty is he not and you see it from two sides because there's like an fbi agent working the outside of trying to get this guy convicted and everything like that and trying to get him to confess and then there's taron edgerton kind of trying to work it in it's but it's i i have never seen taron edgerton in anything like this before like a very serious dramatic kind of role and he kills it he is ripped as fucking it oh yeah <laughs> he is so ripped yeah he's shredded i after you started describing the show i realized yes i have watched this i just watched it like maybe a month ago oh really yeah it's awesome. so good i love taron yeah. edgerton i want him in the mcu so bad uh he's yeah. such a phenomenal actor and he was in i forget the name of the movie but he's in a, well i love eddie the eagle but that's more comedy than drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's in, like, obviously Kingsman. That's one that blew up his career. It's yeah. great. But he was in a movie with Tom Hardy where Tom Hardy plays twin crime brothers. Oh, like, I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. Yeah, so I Edgerton's in that. Legend or something. Legend, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that too? He is. And he plays a very interesting type of character. Very, very different from anything he's cool. done before. 
I always love seeing that kind of stuff where you see people play a lot of different stuff, different than what you're used to seeing them in. But yeah, if you have not watched Blackbird, I've been saying this for years now on the podcast, but Apple TV Plus is a hidden gem and you should get it, it if you haven't. It's only like $6 a month and they have a lot of really good shit on there. So definitely check that out. And the two movies I checked out, I saw She Said in theaters. And if you don't know what She Said's about, it's about the two New York Times journalists who basically expose harvey weinstein again wouldn't say it's a fun watch but it is so well done and it's an important watch i think a lot of people probably know the broad strokes of the story but to see like how they actually pulled this off is incredible carrie mulligan's in it it's going to get a lot of awards buzz i'm sure at least they'll probably get a few nominations stuff like that i'm sure carrie mulligan will probably get nominated for best supporting probably the oscar race this year is pretty tight kind of yeah. kind of in in ways in, in in certain ways but definitely go check that out it's not doing that well in theaters because i think it's not it's not really like a movie going yes yeah, yeah, blockbuster yeah but it is so good i'm very glad i caught it in theaters and then actually i watched this right before we were recording it but um a duel it's on hulu now hmm. starts karen gillen the premise is so cool basically in this world if you find out that you're dying, if you have a terminal illness, you can be cloned and that clone will replace you. So your loved ones don't have to deal with you dying. Mm-hmm. Wild, right? Yeah. In this movie, Karen Gillen's character does this, but then finds out she miraculously doesn't have her illness anymore. Right. So, and there's laws with this clone. And usually you just decommission the clone. It's fine. But you see that the clone kind of takes over this life. I think that uh, isn't there like a Paul Rudd show that's very similar to this too. I think yes, yeah, yes. The new version comes in, takes over her life, and then there's a law that if the clone wants to stay in a year from now, there's a duel to the death to see mm-hmm. who takes over the life. Insane. Yes, I will say the ending. It's okay, but. It's a pretty good movie. I would say at least watch it for sure. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu right now, like I said. Cool. But Karen Gillan kills it. Aaron Paul is also in it. He's a pretty main character in the last half of it. Like I said, it's it's a it's a cool watch is for sure. It's very I like the premise. The premise is really cool. Ending is kind of weird and kind of leaves a little bit to be desired, in my opinion, but it's still a, a solid watch to see Karen Gillan. That's all I got. That's all I got for yeah. now watching. But I remember seeing the trailer and being really interested in the movie. And then I didn't see the trailer ever again <laughs> or hear any other news yeah. about it. So I'm excited to check it out on Hulu because I, I really like the premise. I think it had a very limited theater release. Right. And then I think just recently it, it showed up on Hulu. It's it's weird how mo- some movies get released nowadays. You know, it's it's tough. It's true. <laughs> it seems very Black Mirror-esque of a plot line. Honestly, yeah. And it has that kind of vibe. It's not really comedic. There's like some funny moments, but it's very like dark, dry humor. Mm. So it definitely has that kind of dark mirror or black mirror vibe. I didn't even think of that. But as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, that that tracks for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It tracks for sure. So let's get into some Guardians of the Galaxy talk. Lots of talk about here. So first off, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special just came out. If you have not seen it, there's going to be spoilers in that. And we are going to speculate a little bit on volume three. So if you're worried about spoiling that, this is the time to, to get on out of here. So the biggest reveals in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that are important to know for volume three is that the Guardians now own Nowhere. They bought it from the Collector. Cosmo is now the head of security of Nowhere. The telepathic Russian now space dog 
and we fi- finally heard her voice, which was really cool. They have a new ship called the Bowie, and probably biggest of it all, Peter and Mantis are brother and sister. So those are the biggest things you need to know from this. But Lance, I want to know, what did you feel about this holiday special? That song in the beginning of it is so much fun. <laughs> so <good>. I <laughs> loved it. It was incredible. Uh, this special turned out to be everything I wanted it to be. It was a feel-good, fun film that tugged at your heartstrings a little bit, gave us some information leading into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because now we don't need to do this big old drawn out of explaining why they are why they're at where they're at now yeah. about their ship they can just dive straight into the storyline and we we got some good character development there was a lot of fun like to, to have Drax and Mantis be more of the head like the leading characters of it and then Kevin Bacon crushed it yeah he did <laughs> I it was great I'm curious when James Gunn developed Guardians of the Galaxy and he always he kept having Peter bring up Kevin Bacon all the time. If James Gunn wanted or hoped for eventually that gun or that Bacon would be able to make a cameo or something. And the fact that we got it to this level is just a blast. Yeah, I did hear Kevin Bacon come out and say that he had no idea he was such like an integral part of Peter's kind of like upbringing. So when he was in the theater watching guardians one, he was like, Whoa, Whoa, like kind Mm. of taken aback that like, he's like, yeah, my hero, Kevin Bacon, even that line they say in the holiday special, he's like, you know, you once used dance to save a town and he used dance to literally save the galaxy, you know, like you're his hero. And I was like, man, that was such a nice, like line a nice mm-hmm. moment and I, i'm sure i'm sure james gunn probably had an idea he's like man maybe one day i can have at least a cameo but i don't think he probably thought that he could have something like like he's a pretty main character in the, in the special Very like, much you know so. I mean? so i'm sure he was so stoked to have that kind of line payoff that he probably never thought mm-hmm. he would be able to have like even in there's a joke of there's like a big joke about kevin bacon in infinity war between him and, and peter you know like it's so nuts and to just in i think it's so hilarious that he teased when the special guy announced he's like i'm introducing my favorite mcu character ever and now people are like what weird obscure mm-hmm. character is this gonna be that he's introducing is it santa you know or what's it gonna be and he's like yep and as soon as the trailer came out he's like yeah the the character I was talking about was Kevin Bacon. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> it's perfect. Really echoing your sentiments. Like I loved it. I love the guardians. I have such a love for this team and these characters ever since the first one, it's, it's been a special, it's, it's one of my favorite MCU movies too. And mm. it, it, after this trailer for volume three, I know a lot of people are putting this out there, but if volume three kills it, like a lot of people think it's going to, it could be my favorite MCU trilogy. So we're going to do something a little special at the end of the episode. And as we're talking about predictions for volume three, obviously a lot of people, even James Gunn has said this, it's going to be there pretty much our last time seeing them probably in the MCU. And that doesn't mean death for everyone I he's killed someone major in both guardians movies. So someone major is going to die. It's going to happen. Yep. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I think a lot of people just kind of are going you know, to ride off into the sunset or whatever. You know, something different's go- going to happen to them where they're not at least a part of this team. The team is going to be very different after this movie ends. That, that's for sure. But before that, so we're going to guess who may join this team in the future. But before we get to all that, we got to talk about this trailer because I've watched this trailer like 20 times. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not even exaggerating. It has hit me so emotionally in a way that a trailer really hasn't. Now, the Black Panther were kind of forever trailer hit me emotionally but that's because it's kind of rooted in real life that's why it was so emotional and that was powerful in such a different type of way but like i said before i love the guardians of the galaxy they're probably my favorite team like over the avengers over whatever like i don't Mm -hmm. care they're just like my favorite group of of characters in the mcu i love peter quill i love star lord and what he has to deal with which they didn't even touch on in this trailer at all is that the love of his life died and then she came back but this isn't like, oh, multiverse, she didn't really die. This is not the version that he was mm-hmm. in love with. Yeah. She doesn't even really know him, which is yeah. so heartbreaking and sad and awful. Like, put yourself in those shoes. You know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. significant other dies, comes back, but doesn't even really know who the fuck you are. That is awful. That's so awful. And they didn't even touch on that in this trailer. And it was still like, James Gunn, you're going to break us. In May, <laughs> it's it's gonna hurt real bad. The that so that whole dynamic of it's not the Gamora he knew reminds like that same situation. Have you ever watched Chuck? No. Okay, then I'm not gonna say it. But there there's something in that show that is very akin to okay having the love of your life and then not being able to remember them. That and it's it's just brutal. And so being in that situation where you have so much love for an individual and they're right there in front of you, but they're not that person anymore is something that gun is gonna really tug at our heartstrings with. And it it's gonna be pretty devastating, I'm sure. And then we're also getting like Rocket's love interest and yeah. his whole backstory. Like we're it's Lila, right? Is her name? Yeah, Lila, yeah. That cute little otter. Yeah. that I'm excited for the fact that, like, Rocket has shown varying levels of, like, emotional intensity throughout the different films. There's been times where he's the comedic relief. There's the times where he's surprisingly the shoulder that someone else leans on. And in this this time, it's going to be him having to deal with whoever created him running back into an individual that he is in love with. Like there, that's his love interest and probably having to deal with the fact that he might not, he also might not be the person anymore that she knew previously. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot kind of going on there and I'm excited to see how that evolves because Bradley Cooper is a great actor. And yeah, he is. I think he's going to take Rocket to a few levels that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Like, like you said, like in volume two, there's that very kind of like heated, semi emotional moment with him and Yondu. Mm-hmm. And then you see him be the shoulder to Thor. Like all of the yes. emotional baggage he does not deal with in Ragnarok, he, he deals with in Infinity War. And Rocket's the one that's there to help him out with it. And man, even that line, he's like, What if we lose? He's like, I, 
he's like, I don't really have anything left to lose. He's like, well, I got a lot to lose. I got a lot to lose. That. Like, that's the thing people forget too is that he lived through the blip with no one, no one in his team other than Nebula. Mm-hmm. That's rough. <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. Like, they were gone for five years. Like, that's a lot. Watched Groot die right in front of him saying dad. Like, yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Gun coming out or the, the Russo's coming out and saying that's what Groot said yeah. at that moment. That, that was horrific. Yeah. And even, even the line in the trailer of, of, and if you guys don't know this, it's a thing I forget periodically that this, this Groot is Groot's son from the first mm-hmm. movie. The Groot did die in, in the first one. He did not regenerate it. That's actually his son. That's why he kind of like, you know, he's swole Groot. Looks yeah, he's we, that's what for a thing we forgot to mention. Groot swole now. Oh, he's he a big, big boy. He's a big man. <laughs> Him saying that we are Groot with all the arms with the guns, man. That looks great. And I can't wait to see uh Chiwudi Awuji play the high evolutionary. That dude was so great in Peacemaker. And James Gunn says he takes it to a different level in this movie, which I think is saying a lot. You know, like a lot of people say those things, but like I believe it when James Gunn says it, especially mm-hmm. like the performance he you see him bring out of characters. And even like that, that scene with uh, Chris Pratt, Star Lord, just screaming. And this it's like you said, this one's going to hurt really bad. Yep. And I am convinced that Marvel wants to kill us emotionally at this point. You know, that, that especially in phase four, there's been a lot of gut punches uh, uh, more in the beginning than the end, I guess, uh, except for Wakanda forever, obviously. Right. But it's everything's looking pretty serious. <laughs> like, man, the Wasp Quantumania looks pretty serious. Secret Invasion, real serious. And uh, it looks the same with <laughs> definitely with Guardians 3. Obviously, it started with comedy. That opening scene with Drax nailing that weird animal children with a dodgeball was laugh out loud funny, literally. It was very funny. But then everything after that is just emotion, other than the last scene. But even the last scene is like poking fun at himself with this trailer. He's like, ah, now you're making it sad. And it's like what after the whole trailer was sad. Like I was like, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's knows what he's doing. But it's it's gonna be awesome to see Adam Warlock too. Will Poulter's Adam Warlock. We got a little snippet of him in the trailer. And I'm wondering if he's going to be tied to the High Evolutionary at all, because I know he is in the comics in ways. He's mm-hmm. the one who gives him the name Warlock and everything like that. So I wonder if it's kind of uh, the Sovereign creates him or maybe the High Evolutionary helped create him or make the cocoon or whatever. Obviously, we'll get those answers in May. And um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what he brings us. He, he even called it the final ride. See, everything about this movie seems very finite, you know. So Lance, the question for you. Who's dying? <laughs> Honestly, I think Rocket's gone. I think that's I think that's what will hit the hardest to audiences. And there's there's reasons why I think it it's poetic that it happens or it will be the most impactful. Yeah. I right now Rocket serves as the father figure for Groot. For Groot to continue to progress as a character, I feel like he needs to go outside of the shadow of Rocket and and kind of become his own person. Right. I also think you have Rocket being reintroduced to a love interest, and I very much see Rocket being the character that will self-sacrifice to save this person that he cares so much about. So I, I have a feeling he's going to do that self-sacrifice at some point in the film. And that's going to like 
get the hur- last hurrah for the rest of the team to really push themselves to do whatever they need to do. But it's not going to feel great. I know that Drax, it, like they've already, David Batista's already said this is the last time he's ever going to play Drax. Yeah. But I, I don't see him being killed off, or if he is killed off, he's not the only one. I'll say right. that right now. Yeah. It's not just Drax. If they are killing him off, it's he's not going to be the only one. I, I, I agree there. And uh, if Rocket dies in this movie, which I have a strong feeling he was going to die as well, I, I don't know if I will emotionally recover from it. Honestly, I think it'll be it hit me harder than any other death in the MCU. And like Tony Stark, I still watch Endgame. I still cry every time mm. I see Tony Stark die. It's like he was one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So that one hits. But like there's something about Rocket that just I, I think he reminds me of like my dogs and stuff. Mm. I think that might be part of it. And, and Bradley Cooper like just does such a great job voicing him and stuff. And I, I am not going to be OK if that happens. Like I it's going to be bad. A bad time for me, but no, no one's going to be okay walking out of this movie. No, it's going right. to be horrible. It's going to yeah. be amazing, but it's going to be horrible. Yes, it, exactly. And I do agree with Drax, whether he rides off into the sunset in some way, it's kind of confirmed with what Dave Batista said, but also Zoe Saldana said something very similar. And I don't know if she's, because she's doing a lot of press for Avatar 2, obviously. And I don't know if that's throwing people off the, the trails or if she's I don't think she's going to die because I don't think mm. they're going to bring her back just to kill her again. That doesn't really make sense. But I could see her kind of because she's not really part of the team anyway. Right. You know, and obviously she's going to help out. We see in the trailer that she's involved. And um, but I think it might just end in heartbreak of, you know, Peter realizing that I lost the love of my life and I'm not getting her back, even though she's here, but she's not. And I think mm. that might be that. And she kind of just goes off. Doesn't mean we will never see her. We'll probably see her in other stuff and things like that. But I think she's gone from the team uh, per se. And I think those will probably be the major three that leave the team. Mm-hmm. I like even the, like the opening line or one of the opening lines of the trailer of, of Peter Quill saying, um, whatever happens, the, the galaxy still needs their guardians. I think that might be near like the end of the movie or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he's saying that as in like, we need to carry on to, to keep protecting the galaxy. Like the galaxy needs their protectors. And um, I think new Rockstars brought up this really good point of how Xandar is still probably in shambles at this point. You know what I mean? It got decimated by Thanos. Maybe they've rebuilt because mm-hmm. it's been years at this point, but um, they're probably still, you know, figuring their shit out. So I think the guardians might be like, you know, the, the cosmic, protectors at this at this point is there any more people you think might leave the team at the end of this other than those three yeah so i think drax is gone i think rocket's dead i yeah. think star lord and gamora are going to go off and uh, do their own thing i oh. i think that they're going to play into this i know you don't know me but i do know you and like i will try whatever i can to prove to you that I'm the person that you should be with. I have a feeling they're going to go off together. Okay. There's going to be that acceptance that you're not the same person, but he's right. still going to want to try because she at her core is the same individual. So I, th- I think they're gone. So I think Gamora, Star Lord, Drax, Rocket are gone. I happy ending though. Yeah. Nice. I could even like honestly, if they go off. It, it Drax and Mantis might go off together too. We might not have Mantis on the team right. moving forward. I think the ones that stick around, I think we keep Nebula and I think we keep Groot. Groot. 
Do you think Kraglin be- becomes an actual member of the team? Because even no. in the even in the moments where it's like the team, he's not really involved. It just seems like the shot, like the shots of of nowhere, is where he's there. Because I think he's more of kind of like a figure in nowhere more than actual a member of the Guardians. You know what I mean? Right. I I don't think Kraglin will be in it just because I guns won't be associated with another Guardians project. Point. That's a good and point. <laughs> it's like brother working with brother. Like that's Very the fun cute. part of it. I, I see Craglin staying in no war and serving more of a, like a, not authoritative role, but being a part of that community yeah. that's helping kind of the workings of it. Because if they don't have the rest of these guardians, they need someone that knows kind of like the game plan for everything to stay there. And I see him filling that role. That makes sense. So that leaves a big gap for this team moving forward yeah so who do we think could replace this i think an obvious answer is adam warlock getting introduced this movie it's going to be a very you know he's a literal space jesus baby born into the world and and you know it's going to be kind of like a vision moment i think you know but more bad in the beginning like he's going to think he's serving a purpose that isn't a purpose he wants to serve so it's kind of like vision but but different because he's going to be seen as a very Th- big threat to the team because he is he is a big threat but i think he's going to learn by the end that probably i should probably be on these guys sides and not not the other people you know so i think he's a pretty obvious one i'm guessing you probably thought him as well yep. <laughs> he is number one on my list for this new team <laughs> yeah, okay who else did you have then so i see you like you brought up Xandar earlier. I think that very soon we will see Richard Ryder, aka Nova. I oh, think yeah. Nova is coming very soon. Kevin, Fe- there, there was a premiere of one of the films, and somebody was dressed up as Nova. And Kevin Feige is recorded look like with that individual saying, "Hey, he's coming soon. Like he's coming. We have okay, we have okay. him in plan. So we know Richard is coming. Well, it could be Sam." Or Richard, it'd really be either one of them. But right. I have a feeling we're getting Richard and adding Nova to the Guardians team to me makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh just because like Xandar needs one of their like Centurion Prime going out and and helping the galaxy as much as possible. Because the reality is, is in the MCU, the th- galactic threat is only going to grow from here. Yeah. So the new, honestly, the new Guardians team needs to be stacked. Yeah, it it needs to be they more powerful, power right? So <laughs> having Adam Warlock and Nova are very big bumps in power yeah. to that team. Yeah, I I could definitely see Nova being a good addition too, because I wonder if he'll get introduced in this movie, even if it's a post credit or something. As in, uh, and I wonder if we're gonna get like the mainframe involved now that nova's collapsed like the the world mine or yeah hive mind or whatever it is yeah yeah yeah. um i i see that kind of getting introduced with xandar that and nova together being like the big heavy hitters that like we need this now (laughs) and it would be cool that that they you know they decide hey we're good here with the nova course like maybe they build on the course i think that could be an out for maybe some of the guardians they're like hey we're joining the nova corps which i kind of saw for maybe peter if he stays mm-hmm. or leaves like that would be it because i know in like the comics and especially in the video game that came out he was well not in the game but past lives that you find out during the game that he was a part of this big war uh fighting for the nova corps i think um but he has a very, and they have like a relationship with the Nova Corps. 
you know right so that that would definitely be a good addition another one i had which i'm sure you have too because i know he's a, a fan favorite of yours mm. is uh beta ray bill yep, obviously yep. has not been introduced to the mcu yet other than that little easter egg in, in thor ragnarok at least of his kind we don't know if that was him himself well that I, that definitely is him because the oh. corbinites don't look like that so oh, shit corbinites okay. are humanoid and oh, I did not know that <laughs> beta. Yes. And so they, the Corbinites created this synthetic, like bio tech body for the person that was going to be their savior because Galactus was coming and they put the soul of one of the Corbinites into this body, which created beta. And then he was supposed to protect them. And then he failed. And their planet was destroyed. And so that's why he was like throughout the galaxy and ran into Thor and Rough. It, Oh my gosh. I, I want like, if they do a solo beta ray bill film, like I need it in my life. You know, be, you know it'd be great. A special presentation. Yeah, I agree. A special presentation would be fantastic. That'd yeah. Be I, this is like dream casting. Cause of course, I, th- I think that Beta would s- be more of the solo character when he's first introduced right. and maybe not in the next Guardians film, but potentially the one after that become like a helpful member of that team. But if I could make my my dream casting for a Guardians team, Beta's on there every single time. Oh, yeah. Because such a great character. We just need him to, f- we would just need to decide like what hammer he kind of, he gets to use. Because I was hoping that um, Thor: Love and Thunder would end with Stormbreaker flying throughout this throughout space, and then at some right. point Beta could just grab it. Like if we saw a hand grab Stormbreaker you while in space as an end credit or post credit scene, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people would have <laughs> for sure. I would have too. But the way they ended it with Love taking it yeah. made made sense. But mm-hmm. I, I I would have loved to see that too. Like even as like a not, I think Barry Bill is cool as fuck, and I really yeah. only need him. I only know comic stuff from reading comics that he's just kind of in, right? That, that's really all I know. But I I know you've praised that one trade of the Beta Ray Bill. That's and I listened to that one episode. I think you guys covering most of it. Um, mm. I think it was on one of your now reading episodes. Probably where you, yeah. Where you talked about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that sounds cool as fuck. Yeah, um, Stormbreaker. That, oh, yes, 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 yes. That, that one. run is epic it's it's so fast paced too i loved it and i actually have speaking of that run another character i want to be on the new guardians team is also in that run uh they are so this character is called stardust and she is a she was a formal herald former herald of galactus uh she she's just like if you could blend an aquatic character and an alien together where they look like pure energy, but then they have like the, like a fin down their head and back. And there's multiple eyes here, but it's just colored. Like there's no pupils, anything like that. A very like astral type looking character and super powerful. Again, another much needed powerhouse (laughs) on the team. Uh, But I would be interested in a team that had both of them if they had a history or a past in mm-hmm. this universe where she was the Herald of Galactus at the time 
that Beta's planet was destroyed, and so there would be a clash there. That'd be cool. So uh, there would be a really interesting dynamic, and her design is unlike anything that we've seen in the MCU really so far. So that would be, be cool. very interesting to see. That would be really cool. I don't really only have one more member I could add because I was thinking mostly of things that made the most sense and not even kind of like fan dreaming. Mm. But one that would be a really dope addition. It would have to be down the line too. But Hercules, who just got introduced yeah. in Thor Love and Thunder. I know he's a past member in the comics, but that would be a dope, awesome addition, especially seeing Brett Goldstein more in the MCU. I mean, we only got like one line, which was made me so hyped anyway right. but to see him more within the mcu because it's hard to even know where like the thor thing is going especially with you know chris hemsworth's kind of diagnosis lately and um are we going to get another thor movie is he going to be involved in these avengers movies like we don't really know what's what's going on with him you know so it's, it's tough to know where even that storyline is even going with you know hercules going after thor uh, maybe that happens within one of those movies. We have no fucking clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? But nope. he would be cool, especially with the dynamic of the people we've listed. I think it'd be pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? It'd be really fun. One that I know would never exist, but I know he's like a is or was a current like recent Guardians, but Cosmic Ghost Rider was a real thing. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> so nuts. And if you don't know what Cosmic Ghost Rider is, it's if Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher, became Ghost Rider and then was in space. And, and then, then went insane. Yeah. <laughs> and forgot <laughs> who he was. Happened yeah. Because it makes no sense. But it's so good. That Donny Cates run. So that's part of the Thanos run. Yes. That Donny Cates did. And if you're Maybe listening Thanos. to this and you have not read Donny Cates' Thanos run, do yourself a favor and read it. Read his Thanos run, his Silver Surfer Black, the, yes. oh, King in Black. There, there's his cosmic world. S- yes. World is some of the best stuff Marvel's put out in the last few years. It's just a blast to read. Is there anyone else you would you would add to the team? I mean, so we got Adam, we got Beta, got Nova, Nebula, Groot, or or what we're saying are sticking around. Yeah, and then sure. Stardust. I'm adding. Nine Hercules. Right. And you have Hercules. If we were to add another, again, this wouldn't be in the next film. It would have to be, there would be, have to be some development, but considering the fact we're having secret invasion. So getting more info about scrolls, Mm. I think having more of like the anti-hero type character or that they don't know which side they're on. So a super scroll uh, would be compelling. Pretty wild. You don't have to do, you don't have to do the version of it that's post Fantastic Four, like with all of those varying powers. You could just all have right. him be a very base level version of the character. And then over time, once you have Fantastic Four involved, then you have the character kind of play sides a little bit more, develop the powers that we know he has from comics. And then yeah. boom, there's your there's your new cosmic level character. That could be really cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's one thing I'm super excited to see more of is kind of the Kree and the in the scroll, which is kind of strange because I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One probably did more for the Kree than Captain Marvel did, which is yeah. interesting. But uh, no slack on Captain Marvel. But the things I love about Captain Marvel aren't really Captain Marvel. But I'm very stoked for the Marvels. I'll say that. But <laughs> other 
other than that, I'm excited to see more scroll inclusion. Obviously, it's going to be very prevalent in Secret Invasion. I'm very curious to see because there has to be a big bomb of someone that we've known for years ends up being a scroll. Has to. Yep. It, but it can't be a main person though, because I feel like it'll it'll cheapen things. You know what I mean? Like people we have like that have had like emotional moments and stuff. If they get revealed, it'd be kind of weird. So it has to be this kind of weird gray area. So I'm I'm very interested to see how they navigate that. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's obviously going to carry on through to the Marvels for sure of yeah. the scroll and the Kree of it all. I I think for sure it's very interesting to see where all of this how all of this is going to tie in. Because even with like those big Avengers movies, we were just talking about Thor. Like, are the remnants of the Guardians going to be involved? I'm sure it, in some shape or form. Like, it, it would kind of make wouldn't make sense if it, they didn't. You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be very big, very crazy, and um, mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah. <laughs> for I think, sure. yeah, I think Agent Thirteen is a scroll. Oh, Sharon. Yeah, that would make sense for sure. My my big pick is Rhodey. I, I see. I could also very much see that happening. Yeah, and that fits but, for me. Yeah, because it's a big character, but not enough to where you'd feel cheated by everything else that's happened within it. You know, I feel like that's a good solid pick, and you know he's in Martin Freeman's uh, um, uh, Everett Ross is a good one too. But yeah, that would feel a little cheated with his relationship with Wakanda, I guess. If he's like a bad scroll, I feel like that would be a little weird, especially with how much he helps them in Wakanda Forever. It would feel strange. I I feel like we're there's going to be this reveal of people who are scrolls, but I feel like some of them are going to be on like the hero side that we know, and others are going to be the ones that are against them. That's the thing is we won't know what side they are on. So when somebody is revealed to be a scroll, there's another level of, but what side do you fall on? Yeah, and that is a cool, interesting wrinkle that they that they started in Captain Marvel. And I think uh, I think a lot of things that people did not give Spider-Man Far From Home credit for is setting up that paranoia because it, it was set up all through with Mysterio, obviously throughout the movie. But then when you find out that it wasn't Maria Hill or Nick Fury the whole time, everyone's like, "What the flying fuck? What?" You know, that was like a big insane reveal that i did not see coming and uh i think i talked about it in our probably in our spider-man episode but it was funny watching it being like these guys are acting kind of weird but you kind of play it off because you know it's post end game you know a lot of shit just happened maybe they're just weird and then when that reveal happens you're just like whoa (laughs) so but it plays exactly what you said like a a lot of them could be good but we Mm -hmm. we don't know (laughs) we don't know got no clue man i'm so excited for this movie (laughs) me too it's, yeah, I can't wait for Guardians 3. It's amazing. Yeah, and we got Ant-Man before it. And that, I feel like that movie's going to be... The visuals in the trailers for both these movies are like so different than like anything we're really used to, I guess, other than other Guardians movies or even like Loki. But they're so different and weird, and I'm very excited for that. Like these mm-hmm. visuals and characters that we're not used to, and... I'm I'm super stoked for that, and of course, Kang Train. If, if you Kang didn't know, MetalCorners.com, Kang Train T-shirts, buy them. It's so good. They're really cool. They're very cool. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, Quantumania. That's going to give us. I feel like that's going to give us more answers about um, the Ten Rings from Shang Chi. Possibly the bangle. Yeah, 
that because yeah. those those rings that are inside of the quantum realm look pretty familiar. Yeah, they do. They definitely they definitely do. I'm very and like I'm I'm super stoked to see what answers we got out of there because it's been said that it, it ties right into Kang Dynasty and everything like that. And um, yeah, things are definitely ramping up. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's 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 for damn sure. There's a lot. They released uh, this little kind of like like it was like the dynasty of Ant-Man or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the end, they show a little bit more new footage and there's this line from Kang in it. And it's like your reality, everything you're holding on to. I know how it ends. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, Jonathan Majors. Jeez, Jonathan Majors is crushing it lately. He has so like he's going to be in that. uh, He's going to be in Quantumania. He's in the that move. Yeah, he's in Creed three, and he is massive in that. (laughs) And then he's also in that other um, military movie. Ocean, that's out right now. Yeah, yeah, I want to go check that out. Me too. I've heard it's really good. Some people said it's better than Top Gun, which I don't believe because that movie was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if I believe that fully, but I yeah. believe that it, it, it is at least good, which is funny because Glenn Powell's also in it, who is right. Also in and he was Gun. also in Top Gun. Yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah. Really typecasting this guy, huh? That's the question <laughs> is when is when is Glenn Powell going to be in the MCU? Because that dude's ripped too. Do he be a great Scott Summers? Just saying, I I could totally see him as Scott Summers. It's just the question of how young. It's it's just about like how young do they want to make the X Men team? Big question for sure. Foggy did tease, I think, to today or today or yesterday. I think it was at the Brazilian Comic Con about how um, we just met a really nice, really great mutant called Namor in Wakanda Forever, and there's more coming soon. So sweet. In fact, they dropped the M word in that movie. I was like, mm-hmm. Sam had to check on me if I was still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they said it. They did it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So a lot to look forward to. That's yes. for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Us, us nerds are eating well. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Before we got here, Lance, is there anything else you want to plug to the people? Sure. Uh, if you would like to listen to Comic Book Keepers, you can find us on all major streaming platforms. Just look up Comic Book Keepers, three words. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's just at CBKCast. Uh, we're on Twitter and forever. How long that lasts more? I don't know. And then Instagram. <laughs> yes. And I, uh, if you were listening to some podcast form, I will link everything down below. So you can just click it and it'll bring you right to the places you need to go. Very easy. That's so convenient. You should do that and then subscribe. Yes, definitely subscribe. It's such a fun podcast. So many, so much good information you can take from it. And you get to hear some insight and some really cool creators that are, you know, some of the top, top creators in the game. You know, you guys, you had Ryan Paradon. Yeah. A few months ago. Yeah. Colin Bunn. You know, like he's had some very awesome guests. And I'm sure there's only more awesome guests to come. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Oh, dude. Of course, no problem at all. And if you want to support Metal Corner, it's the easiest way to go. MetalCorners.com. All our links are there. All our merch is there. All easy to find in one place. And if you want to follow me on my personal accounts, it's just at SeanXMont on Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, see you later, nerds. Bye.